0: Five four three two one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. <laughs> I got a real smorgasbord here. Uh, so let's dig in. Let's get started. Hey, eh? here we go. A lot of people are like, Aren't you too young to invest in the markets? And you know, A, don't worry about it. You know, I just look young. I mean, you don't know how old I am. And B, I use A trade. So check it. Click. I just bought stock. You just saw me buy stock. No big deal. I mean, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. Whoa. <laughs> Responses from our Super Bowl reader survey. No one's looking for a sappy Super Bowl ad. They prefer humorous over, over heartfelt, okay? And uh, they look for Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if he's going to be out there, but... You know I'm a big Mint Mobile fan. Uh, do you care which team wins? No. Um, don't rely on anyone hearing your ad if you're building a Super Bowl ad for next year. <clears throat> this cord is a cord-cutting age. Most people, will, most people, and key demos gather in large rooms or noisy bars to watch. <laughs> and key demos. I don't know what that is. Uh, spending on a big game celebrities instead of an awesome creative idea. Somebody wrote, uh, I might be biased, but I like a good story. Uh, And I have a thing – I have – I think they have a tendency to play to sports fans when casting and writing. I don't even know a character if he's a former winning coach or whatever, <laughs> then your joke's going to fall flat. A lot of people watch the Super Bowl and have no idea what's going on or you know who the teams are or anything. It's just a big event, you know. It's like uh, Mardi Gras or something like that. So fi- festival. So don't uh, get too subtle. You know, I played a video last week of all these former NFL stars and some current ones at the time anyway and I I didn't know who half of them were and I you know I consider myself kind of a fan here's a good a good little reminder from Dr. Augustine Fu he and I did a did a conversation this week and depending on you know I usually play those when I'm when I'm you know, traveling or something. So we'll get it in there. It was really good. I learned a a lot. You're going to learn a lot, too. But anyway, Dr. Fu says, and he's a real scientist, by the way. I found that out. MIT. He got his Ph.D. at MIT. Well, you can't go better than that. Okay, so don't use chat GPT for searches. Why not? Because you don't know where it got the materials. It doesn't cite sources. And you have no way to check if any of it was correct. What an idea. (laughs) Don't use chat GPT to write code. You don't know if it incorporated bad or malicious code or if left back doors open in the code. Absolutely. Don't use chat GPT to write your essays. It'll make you look like a dumb middle schooler. In conclusion, we just stated these three points. It says stuff like that. You know, Mark Ritson did a did a, an article on it, and uh, I thought he'd had a stroke or something. I thought he'd really been disabled because it was just uh, it was just horrible in comparison to his normal writing. <clears throat> it did use some of his weird words or unusual words like, like wanker <laughs> and things like that, but it used them too often. And uh, so I, I was genuinely concerned until I got to the bottom of the article and it said, I let ChatGPT PT write this article. So anyway. Um, Good thoughts from Dr. Fu. You you really have to be careful with that stuff. And I haven't really dived into it. Um, A new trend, fractional CMO. Now, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll see that I put up fractional DMO. What's that? A fractional DMO is somebody who can actually help your company execute direct marketing. And by direct marketing, I mean field-valid experimentation. I mean, knowing what advertising is working, knowing your return on investment, knowing your lifetime value, knowing what you're getting for your money. So if you're a CFO and you'd like to have some control over the marketing lunacy, I highly recommend you get a fractional DMO. And uh, you can call me here. 262-442-9994. My phone number is at the bottom or john at wdma.org. And uh, this is a, you know, really well thought out article. Uh, Richard Sanderson, um, there's a a firm that just basically just supplies uh, CMOs, fractional CMOs, chief outsiders, it's called. And um, or you can do it yourself. And uh, Deborah Fell is the is at that company. Christine Ford went out on her own and just said, I want to do 20 hours a week. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's not far from from extended consulting. I've done this many, many times with many, many, many companies. And usually we see 50, 100% growth, something like that over a couple of years. So if you really want to grow, get a C or get a DMO. <laughs> There you go. If you really want to grow, get a DMO. Okay. Avoid mail fail. This is from a while ago. I think I actually, I actually did cover this back in 2021. But it's by Jeff Taran at Gunderson Direct, uh, my friend Jeff, and uh, it popped up on LinkedIn yesterday, and I, I, I tagged it. Uh, Eight killer mistakes that can threaten the success of any DM program. And one of the things you're buying, you know, when you're buying a DMO, is you're buying a track record of failure. (laughs) If you don't, if you don't, if you're thinking of hiring somebody, ask them about their biggest failures. You know, I have a long list, partly because we split test. So every failure teaches us something, and oftentimes... There's another panel, which is a great success because we avoided the great failure with 100% of the mailing, okay? So look for and ask about DM failures, okay? That's why you get people with experience, okay? So the first one is unreal expectations. And a lot of that's driven by this this tendency in these articles about direct mail and, and, and such to give you response rates, to give you... Uh, average order sizes, to give you the, you know, the levels of engagement. Mm, you need to test. That's what you need to test, 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 offers, data sets. And one of the keys in testing is you need to test broadly enough at the beginning. You don't want to assume you know who the market is because oftentimes there's another market that's as big or bigger that you had Overlooked. So if you, if you hone in and you say, well, we just want to target right down this. We only want to mail it to people who's go, who are going to buy. It's a huge mistake, especially when you're getting started. Direct mail can teach you things if you let it, if you have broad enough tests. And again, it's an art form, knowing how big to make the test, how varied to make the test. There's actually like a pyramid of learning that you can, that you can execute in direct mail testing. Trying to learn too much at one time, same kind of thing, right? Same, same kind of thing. You test too broadly, you get no results, okay? Test what you believe to be the most important response levers first. And, and, you know, the caveat there is that there's some things that you just, they're too important to test, you know, things that you already know. You know, is there a response device, right? Is there a benefit? Is there a call to action Right. And I've seen those things left out when people are focused so much on, well, where am I testing? What is, you know, and, and how, and you know, you need a big picture in testing also. Tracking the wrong success. Well, of course. Right. And uh, a lot of mailers. Well, mailers. I'm not talking about the, you know, the digital guys. I'm talking about mailers. Test things like return on ad spend, like the, like the top dollar sales divided by the spending of, by the ad expense you know we tend to want to get to EBITDA we want to tend to put in an overhead per order we want to put in overhead for the marketing department right we want to put in overhead for shipping and handling right we want to put in the cost of goods because if you're selling if you're making if you're making millions in sales but you're losing money on every sale (laughs) you're not going to make it up okay okay Direct mail is a top of funnel channel, but the end of the goal is ROI based on conversions. The early stages in the goal should be gener- to generate leads. It's very difficult, and I can show you this. You know, I have actually, you know, I have interactive spreadsheets that show you how difficult it is to make money in a two-step program. If you can figure out a way to sell in one step, it's so much more efficient. Plus, a lot of times, what you do to generate a lot of, a lot of leads... Will generate leads that aren't going to qualify, that aren't well qualified, and will not convert. So, whatever you spend in a, a cost of follow up for the lead can eat you alive, right? What you want. And so, sometimes, you know, the, mo, the, the most effective two step program is something that doesn't give all the information and doesn't generate a lot of leads for that reason, but they convert at a high rate. Things to keep in mind. Poor or biased attribution—that's especially a problem today. In you know when you've got multiple channels all working in an interactive way, it's not wrong to have multiple channels. One advantage of the one one advantage of the uh, of direct mail is there's enough engagement that we can do holdout testing, okay? And so we can actually do matchbacks and hard attribution. It's really tempting to do the easy cookie. You know, but what happens is, is that someone gets your mailer and then goes uh, to your website, maybe doesn't order, sets the mailer aside, decides to save it and, and act on it. But when they come back to the website, now, now they're, they have a cookie and now they're attributed to the, to the, uh, to the direct marketing, <laughs> to the digital marketing uh, cookie that got them there. Okay, rushing the process. Right, it takes time. You know, one of my friends who's on the board of the WDMA said, "Yeah, but mail takes so long to test." Yes, there's a time element in it, but what if but but what about knowing something for sure? You know, is it better to spin your wheels or to slowly climb out of the mud? <laughs> okay. Focusing on the wrong things for the early tests. And again, get some help with this one. Uh, creative is what everybody loves to test, but most of the time it's the list and the Offer, okay. Greater value is testing formats, creative exploration, and the list and the offer. Which Jeff, you know, they're 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 an agency, so they want to think in that terms. Missing out on g on direct marketing response dynamics. Direct mail is the only channel that combines physical touch, eye engagement that can be highly personalized and accommodate a message of practically any length due to its unique engagement dynamic once we dial in what works conversion rates are typically higher than other channels and again be careful on that it's not so much higher as you want it to make money right uh, and so but do consider that tactile aspect and you know I like I like bulking up the mail I like rattling mail right? Three-dimensional mail, little packages. People love packages, okay? A one-and-done planning process typically leads to failure. Think about an iterative process that's going to learn more and more and more and more and then can be applied to your digital and and offline and other uh, advertising. That is the way to pour water, I mean, to pour gasoline on the what you've learned, okay? So it's an iterative process and it goes around and around. Okay, well, thank you for that, Jeff. And tomorrow we're going to talk ritson and he's got a humdinger for us so hang on like and share i want to thank the people that have been sharing i've been getting a lot more shares lately and that really seems to help the 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 impressions i don't know what a linkedin impression is but thank you for for watching liking but especially thank you for the shares have a great day bye-bye